The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 208 of the Okie Geek podcast brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. A life has changed for events and conventions thanks to COVID-19. While many have postponed to a later date, the Dead Center Film Festival is moving forward, but also moving mostly online. Here to talk about the 20th year for Dead Center Film Festival is friend of the show and director of festival and operations, Alex Picard Davis. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Michael. It's good to be back in a weird way. <laughs> I know. And of course, that's the thing is we've got all I, I haven't done. I haven't seen a live person in this studio in two months, mm. you know, because of all this uh, stuff. Uh, and, yeah. and so that's going to change kind of the way things are going on at Dead Center. Tell me about what's what's going to be new this year at Dead Center, I guess, mainly because of the coronavirus. <laughs> Well, I want to say everything, but it's really, we're working from a really good foundation mm-hmm. of what we do every year. And so as long as we're keeping that kind of in the forefront, um, I hope that it's not going to be just this kind of whiplash change. So we have moved the festival almost entirely online this year. Um, and of course, we had to do that because our festival brings a bunch of people together in downtown and you just can't be physically close to anybody right now. And we don't think that um, our audiences are really going to be comfortable being that close to one another for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we made the decision to pivot online um, a couple months ago. We'd done some considerable research and, and given some thought to it because there are, there are challenges with, with taking anything online nowadays. And we're always at, We're filmmaker first, and then we're very, very close behind that community. And both of those things have, both of those areas have been really, truly impacted in addition to a host of everything else. Um, But in in our little focused on, okay, well, festival, this is my piece that I can do. uh, we, We really wanted to do right by both of those groups. So this year, we've expanded the festival from four days to a whopping 11, and I'm wow. still getting my brain around that. Uh, but we we thought, you know, why not? This is this is a time to try new things. People are going to be, be be willing to play along with us. And we're, I, I think anyone would tell you that Dead Center is, is a playful festival. Right. Um, we show some serious films, but you got to have you got to have some fun. So we um, we just. We were trying to figure out how do we bring that flavor to online screenings because anybody can screen a film online. We've been doing it for years. Uh, we've been doing it way more now than we ever have. <laughs> so our, our first concern was if we put a bunch of movies up, you know, is are, is anybody really going to care? Because they, they also have Netflix on, on the next tab over. Uh, and are we all going to be burned out of watching films in our home? And, and I don't think so. I think that 
people are more excited than ever to watch films and talk about them. And I think that's the piece that, that we're bringing to the table uh, that, that people are really going to get excited about. What are the new uh, dates? So, so the new dates are June 11th through 21st. So 11 whole days. Again, the first four days are going to be packed schedule-wise, very similar to the normal festival that's run the course of the four days. But you get the added bonus of seven more days to catch up on any of the films you may have missed or had heard about that you really want to catch. So I'm, I'm excited because I may actually get to watch some festival films this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited for everybody who's always wanted to, like, punch the card on all of the films. Mm-hmm. Because, you, in theory, you can do that this year. You can you can just log on and hack away, uh, and and really really dig deep into the festival. That's why yeah yeah. In years past, you had to kind of go. Well, I really want to see this one, but this one uh, this one kind of trumps that one. So yeah, I got to go see that one, but I'm going to miss this one. Now you kind of watch them on your own. Yeah. Well, and and we and we're still playing with this, but mm-hmm. we we have not lost sight of the fact that there is no comparison to watching a film with a group of people. Right. So we will have kind of more in, in the industry, they call it eventized, um, but <laughs> films that are more of an event. So we're still going to have films premiere on certain days. Uh, we're going to have the Q and A's around them. We're going to have conversations with the filmmakers. You're going to be able to get into a room and talk to the filmmakers and ask a virtual room yeah. <laughs> and ask them all the questions that you need to or that you that are weighing on your mind. And um, we're working on some some other ways to get people in the same space together so that we can talk about the films and not just watch them. Um, because I think independent film especially, there's always that very unique perspective that a filmmaker and a crew brings to that film. And the magic is when someone watches that film and takes something different away, mm-hmm. but is also open to hearing what the filmmaker intended. And then that dialogue that happens. And I think this year people have a little more time, a little more focus. I think there, there's going to be some, some fun deep dives into film that we just haven't seen before. Cause we were rushing from one film to the next film to the next thing. How many films are there going to be available? So there are currently 140, and there might we may add a couple still. It's been it's been a process this year because film distribution is a is a big thing, and it's been mm-hmm. just completely upturned. And I think the film industry as a whole is going to look completely different this time next year. Um, but so we're still there were still some films on our slate that we were really uh, wanting to program. We were very lucky. Our submissions closed in February, and we pretty much had our festival slate set before we had to start thinking about how the festival was going to be different. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we knew the quality of films that we wanted, and we, we just went out to each and every filmmaker and have been talking to them about what they think is best for their film in this particular circumstance. And for some of them, they're they're pulling it and they're holding it for another year because they really want people to see their film in the theater. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm a filmmaker myself. I, I am so devastated for people who have worked on 
so hard on these films and really thought they were going to get to put them in front of an audience. And there is nothing like sitting in a theater with a bunch of people who are watching your work and appreciating your work. It feeds you in a way that I don't, I don't know that there's a replacement for Michael, Uh, but, but we're going to try to get as close as possible. And we we're going to celebrate the heck out of these filmmakers yeah, and you mentioned uh, the burnout. Uh, of course, a lot of people mm-hmm. for the past two months, I know we've caught up on a lot of things on Netflix that I never thought I'd even watch. And my wife actually watched Tiger King. I was like, I'm not watching that, honey. <laughs> so, but <laughs> you, there's things that you, I mean, I never thought I'd watch, but I went ahead and started watching them. But there's there's something different that Dead Center offers in the way of these films that that is different from just what you're getting off Netflix or Amazon Prime, right? Yes. So these are all independent films. These are films that potentially have never been seen before, and they haven't been seen before outside of a festival run. So our standard requirement for a, a, a typical year of a festival is that they can't have shown online. So no films pulled off of YouTube. They can't have been consumed by the public at large. Right. So we allow some small casting crew screenings. We certainly allow for that festival run. Um, but the online piece has been kind of non grata in the past. And this year, a bunch of film festivals all banded together and said, well, we don't think this is fair for anybody. So we're going to say, if you're playing online via a festival and these particular circumstances, we will still honor that as your festival run. Right. Cause it's an and exception. Yeah. Because you, you're not, you're yeah. not running it. It's not a, like you, if I pull up YouTube, I can watch any of these movies that are, that, that have been posted on YouTube, but for you guys, it's a limited run. So it's not all the yeah. time. Yes. So it is a limited run and some of them will be restricted to Oklahoma only just kind of depending on what the, we really let the filmmaker take the lead on their film this year. Instead of saying, well, these are the guidelines that we have. We said, you created a work of art that we truly appreciate. How can we make it work so people can see it? So it doesn't get buried because what happens next year? Will we have a whole other crop of film to to pick from? We just don't know yet. And there's a lot that we're not going to know. So we're just working with what we have and kind of a gut feeling about what what we think is best. And we've made it 20 years. And we've, you know, had some really awesome successes and some behind-the-scenes opportunities, we'll say. And all of that has been building to this and has prepared us to present a festival that that we think is going to not only excite people, but I I think it's going to be unexpected. So being around for... Sorry? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying... It surprises me every single day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say where we end up at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> and and you've been around for twenty years. Has and you you mentioned that just you just mentioned that, but also has it helped in your reputation not only with the filmmakers who know you because you've been around for twenty years, but with the city itself and the fans who come to Dead Center for twenty years to be able to go look. We cannot do it this year, and for people to understand and to kind of join you in the journey that you're, you're taking this year only. 100%. Um, we have not heard really any negative, mm. anything. Every time we've talked about the festival 
And this is really just a tribute to our people, like the people that are a part of the Dead Center family have just, we've, we've thrown some crazy ideas out there and they are just, that's amazing. We can't believe you're moving forward. This is awesome. Cannot wait for June. And that's exactly what we want. Like we have been through some really tough months, everybody. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was determined one way or another, it didn't have to be the world's best festival, although I think it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it just, it had to be something. We needed something in, in June to point towards and to look forward to um, and rally around. Yeah. And so that, that, was, that was the direction we moved and people just lined up to help support us. Uh, I get I get emails and messages from people every single day that just you know when you do get so burnt out <laughs> those little little things like seeing a five dollar donation come through yeah and and just going okay somebody's thinking about us today right what we're doing we're 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 doing something um, and and people are, people are listening that that's something I will take with me forever mm-hmm. that that truly is a gift. So what is the what is the, going to be the cost for the for this? So it's it's a little different this year. Mm-hmm. We have slashed our all access passes in half. So all access passes are available on our website for one hundred dollars, and again that gets you access to panels, Q and A's, any special events that we're planning, either um, however they may look, uh, and all of the films. So this year, truly, all of the films. You're not having to wait in line. You'll be able to access films much like you would on on a Netflix. And um, the other option is we will also be ticketing a lot of our films. Um, panels, special events, Q&As are exempt from that. We, we're reserving that for all access. But tickets will be $10 for each screening. So much like, you know, you're screening your you're streaming Trolls World World Tour at home or whatever the Spaceship Earth just came out. Uh, However, you're you're accessing that new content now. It will be very similar, uh, but you're you're not paying $20 to watch that film paying 10. And you're supporting us as we continue to to move forward and look at, you know, festival next year, our fall programming, our spring programming. We, We operate all year. So this isn't just, you know, we don't get to just lay everything down after this is done. <laughs> We're into the next phase of whatever. Um, so we're really excited to be able to offer films to individuals. That's always been a hard thing to do because you want to have those all-access pass holders get that priority access. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, if, if you look at our film guide online and you say, oh, I only like, I, I'm only really interested in those two films, well, you can just buy those or rent those and watch them within the time period and you'll have experienced dead center. We'll also have some fun stuff um, on our Facebook page. We'll be doing some Facebook lives some Instagram lives some stuff. I, I don't understand TikTok, but I hear we're trying to do some stuff on TikTok and we're, we're partnering with a lot of community uh, organizations who haven't been able to do their full programming this year. Um, to to bring a little bit something throughout the week so it still feels festive and fresh and and there are, there are fun things to do each day that are a little bit different from your from your day to day life now whatever that looks like. So how is this going to work? 
the, the festival itself. Yeah, yeah. How, how does someone, so if someone gets an all-access pass, um, how do they watch the movies? So on our website, medcenterfilm.org, there is a link to the virtual festival portal, which is where pretty much everything will be. Um, and it's, it's built on the same framework that we've, we've done our festivals in the past. So if you've, if you've attended the festival in the past, if you've stopped the festival in the past, <laughs> that the, the film guide and the schedule and all of those things will look very, very much the same to you. There's an added button that's kind of like our, our secret. And I, I keep saying Netflix just because I assume everybody has it in their house. Right. <laughs> but it takes you to kind of a, a little Netflix similar portal where where the films are, where it lists, you know, this film will release on this day, so you can access it on this day. Um, and you you can just kind of peruse it at your your leisure and build your own festival this year. Oh, that's amazing. That's going to be, I mean, I, it's, it's really kind of fun, especially you're right, because we're going through all this stuff right now, and it's nice to be able to have something to look forward to in, coming up uh, next month. Yes, very much so. It's it's just it's been the thing that gets me out of bed every day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How, you said you got 140 films. How does that compare with with past years? So I think last year we had 120 plus, and we had expanded our short programs. It seems like every year we just get bigger and bigger and mm -hmm. bigger. And this year we didn't have the limitations of venue so much. We did still have kind of that constraint of time a little bit, time and energy. Uh, but it's, it's crazy that we're even able to offer 140 films this year. Yeah. Um, I, and I, and they're all great. That's wonderful. They are all spectacular. We still had to look at, you know, there were films we had to cut that we didn't want to cut because you just can't have, you know, five films of the same tone or mm -hmm. just that look very similar. People will get them confused. So we're still we're still curating it for sure. Um, our programmers have been hard at work since August working on that. We had over sixteen hundred submissions this year. Wow, which is a record number for us. So to be able to offer not only a record number of films but also a record number of days to run that it is a gift. And you said the film uh, you know it wouldn't be dead center without film premieres. Uh, talk to me about some of the film yeah. premieres you guys got. So we are premiering Eddie, the documentary about Eddie Sutton from uh, local filmmakers, Chris Hunt and David Tester. And um, we've got, we've got a lot of Oki premieres and we've got a lot of Oki films. Like I, years and years and years ago when I started at Death Center, back in ye olden days, <laughs> you know, you had one or two Oki films and we were happy to have that because mm -hmm. we, we wanted we're not an Oklahoma film festival. We're a film festival for Oklahomans, but we want that voice in there all the time. <laughs> so just our, the state's capacity for how many films are happening. We have more crew there. It's getting competitive for OK filmmakers. That's awesome. And, and to be able to feature them on the scale that we're featuring them this year is just spectacular. I, I'm, I'm so proud of each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, we're looking forward to Kate Jones's directorial, I believe it's her directorial debut with She's the Elvis. Um, 
I'm looking, I'm looking through our yeah. guide because I'm trying to jog my brain. Uh, we also are going to have some virtual stuff. So we're, we're working on how do you present VR in, in a virtual space. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm trying to think of what our other parameters are. We've got a lot of films that I'm just so excited about. We're, we're showing the, the mixtape visual album from Factory Obscura. So it's like some, some antics around um, that. Yes. The Factory Obscura <laughs> people are some of the most creative people I've ever met. Yeah, they are. Uh, there's a documentary called Big Fur about <laughs> Bigfoot. Oh, wow. That I cannot wait to see. Like, if you thought people talking about Tiger King was a thing, I cannot wait yeah. to see how many people enter the conversation around Bigfoot. Um, I think it's better than Tiger King. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Less, less crime. Yes. Um, <laughs> We've got a short film from a, a young filmmaker named Ella James called uh, Code Red that she made, I want to say fall of last year. And she is, I, I want to say 14. Wow. And I might be getting my numbers mixed up. So take that with a grain of salt. But she is, she is in her young teens and um, built this beautiful film um, Using a lot of younger female filmmakers. Oh. So I think that, that's going to be just fun. There's a film starring Ryan Merriman, who everyone my age knows and loves. And I think after they see this film, they will love as well. It's called Robot Riot, mm. which Ryan Merriman was in Jurassic Games several years ago. Um, Ryan Belgart's film about uh, dinosaurs. In kind of a Hunger Games scenario. Mm-hmm. Robot Riot is is in the same league of fun and features like big rock and sock and robots. And Ryan awesome. Merriman. And Ryan Merriman. <laughs> it's a win win. Uh, so we've we've just got we've got Shifter. Oh my god, I can't believe I oh, yeah. haven't mentioned Shifter yet. Shifter's not a premiere because those guys big timed us and I mm-hmm. say that completely jokingly, could not be more proud of them. Yes. They big timed us for Cinequest. And they, if you get a chance to talk to them, have, will have some interesting stories because CineQuest is a two-week festival, and they showed the first week, and then they didn't get their second screening because the second week of CineQuest got canceled. So they had to come home in the midst of everything. Oh, my gosh. They, they're going to have some fun, fun, fun stories <laughs> yeah. about, about their journey with that film. Um, but we're we're so excited that that is finding a, a larger audience outside of Oklahoma. It was kind of a a cult favorite mm-hmm. already from people who haven't even seen it yet, but people who worked on it, people who supported it via their their fundraising campaign, and and the people who know the Burns Brothers. Yeah, I think that's going to be a very a very unique screening for Oklahoma. I think that's something that only only an Oklahoma film festival can really, really love the way that we're going to love it. Um, and it's, it's a fun movie. So yeah. Oh yeah. And I've, I've been looking, what could you ask for? Yeah. It's, it's really hard looking at films and going, Oh, these films are downers. Uh. <laughs> there are just some, and they're great films that you can only watch so many dramas back to back, Michael, yeah. or so many documentaries about social justice. Before you just get 
tired. Yeah. And the past couple of years, fortunately, films have been trending more, more accessible, more, more joyful. Even if they're sad, there's still that, that note of hope to them. And it's just, it's easier <laughs> to, to shotgun film. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, you still got your, your children's films. Uh, you're going to have, um, yeah. so I mean, there's still, there's still going to be films for, for everybody. So we will still have Kids Fest, um, and we are keeping an eye on what is family-friendly programming, knowing that you're probably at home with your family, mm-hmm. and there might be a film that you're going to watch, but you know that that's, that's, that's an on-my-own time film yeah. <laughs> versus what can we watch as a family. So we've also added um, on our website, you can, you can filter the film guide by family-friendly you can see if there's violence or nudity or language. We try to we try to flag all of those as much as we can. Um, occasionally, a swear word will slip past us sure. because it just does after you've watched 140 films. Trying to flag <laughs> all of them. Well, 1600. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we real we really really try to be upfront with. Yeah. Here's what you can expect from the film. So do or don't show it in front of your kids. Uh, and we also tag them. There's a lot of different tags, like Made in Oklahoma, so you can find all the Oki films. Very oh, that's easily. great. Um, you can find, we have Oki expats. We've got a lot of Okies who have had success in Oklahoma and elsewhere, L.A., New York, Canada. Um, and we still we still think of them as Okies. They still come back and they still support us. Sure. So I encourage people to go to the film guide and kind of click around. It really is a a choose your own adventure. And I could talk for days about mm-hmm. all of the different ways you can customize your festival, <laughs> but I'm going to let you go play. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun sandbox to be in. And that's dead center film org. You could just sit, you just put down a hundred dollars and you get to pay, play whatever you want to want to put together. You can create your own film festival at home. Yes. And it's, it's dead center film.org. Dead center film.org. Pa- pa- passes are a hundred dollars. You don't have to buy a pass to access the film guide. Right. So all of the information is available for you to view and plan as much as you want to. So if you're between whether or not you want that all access pass, you're just not sure yet, you can hold on that until you feel good about it. They'll be on sale pretty much through the festival. Um, so maybe you're just not feeling it, and then somebody pulls you on board. It, it, it will not be too late right. to hop on the dead center train this year. That'll be wonderful. It starts all starts June 11th. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, Alex, as a, as a filmmaker, how have with COVID-19, um, not just dead center, uh, just filmmaking in general, what's one of the, one of the things you cannot do socially distanced. Um, how are things going for filmmakers right now? Well, I think filmmaking in Oklahoma is starting to open back up a little bit. You know, everybody kind of took a week or so to absorb the shock of what was happening. And then people started thinking and planning, okay, if this does go on, how are we going to continue what we're doing? How do we evolve our practices in a way that makes a safe environment? So I, film is going to start back up. There are probably going to be productions that aren't adhering to whatever the CDC is recommending. Um, but I... And I, I don't really think that's going to be a problem in Oklahoma necessarily. I'm, I'm speaking more on a, a global scale. Um, but each production is kind of figuring out their way to do it. Mm-hmm. And with 
as with any job, like if you're not comfortable in that circumstance, you don't have to take that job. If you're, if you're project by project, you just, you don't have to choose to put yourself in that situation. So if you're immunocompromised, you might not feel comfortable working in even quasi close proximity to other people for a little bit longer. Um, Or you might think that, oh, you might, you might, I'm not going to say think, I'm going to say you feel comfortable with putting on a mask every day, wearing gloves and staying, you know, three to six feet away from other people. Or if you're in the case of, if you're an actor, you may have to act close to, you know, four people. Uh, but I think scripts are going to change to accommodate mm-hmm. the the production demands. I think production is going to change to accommodate health. It's, it's going to start from the creative process on. Um, and I, I see this in my brain, like scripts that have already been written being tweaked to accommodate a, a different schedule. And this is where producers really are going to come in and look at a script and say, okay, well, we can shoot these things with, this amount of people we can shoot these things with with this amount of people what kind of ppe do we have to have on set how do we have to schedule it so maybe we can shoot this person for two hours by themselves and then bring this person in but that also gives a challenge to the actor if you're not you know acting with the person so i there is technology available to make films i think the industry is going to continue to create that content one way or another um, I was watching the, the SNL uh, broadcast that mm-hmm. they did after um, COVID hit, where they were all through Zoom, and I thought it was so fun. You know, the first one was a little bit rough around the edges, but it was you could see that they were thinking and they were trying things, and they were just they were like, "We're going to put on a show," <laughs> and <laughs> the show has to go on, and, yeah. and this is showbiz, so. I think there will be a little bit of a gap, but hopefully not too much of one. And I do think it's a gap that independent filmmakers and their content can fill. Yeah. Um, So all of the content that has been created up until this point, they may now have the audience and the people who want to buy the film to give to the audience uh, in a way that they've never had access to that before. Yeah, it's going to be amazing because they can probably fill the void a lot easier than some of your big production companies can because they can do it. Mm-hmm. On, they've been used to doing it on a smaller budget in a smaller space with fewer people anyway. Yes, uh, I, I meant to mention that too. It's, this, is, this is a world where if you're an independent filmmaker, you have the competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Like you, know, you know how to do a bare-bones crew. You know how to write a script on the cheap. You know how to do all of those things that are going to be required to move forward. And so that knowledge is an asset to the people who've been, you know, on the $50 billion budget for whatever (laughs) for years. Who's just been like, oh, we can throw money at that problem. Well, no, this is a place where you have to throw some thought at the problem. And, And independent filmmakers have really been in that mode of thinking for years. Do you expect, because this is such a worldwide event, uh, that this will have some kind of impact on the writing of scripts? Will there be, I don't know, uh, more of a turn toward uh, more apocalyptic or, or, or something like that writing uh, with our filmmaking coming up? You know, I honestly think we may turn away from the apocalypse mm-hmm. a little bit because that. I've been I've been rewatching them because I love my end of the world movies like sure. nobody loves end of the world movies, but 
there's almost a sense of, oh, this is this is too close. This is too soon. Yeah. This feels this feels too real now, and I don't want to think about the world that we're, we may or may not creatively thinking be trending towards. <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to think in the absolutes of of what a film is presenting because it's much more nuanced than that. Right. So I, I think we're going to see a lot more films that are, are hopeful and joyful and more fun. I think we probably will see a lot that are self-contained to one location. <laughs> yeah. That's going to dictate the content. So we may have some, a lot of horror films. We may have a horror film, film but <laughs> boom here in a couple of years. Um, and maybe some more character pieces. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking back at the, the recession and the films that came out of that. And it took a little bit before we got films like the company men that were really addressing the housing crisis and the people that it affected and the big short, which was still a few years removed from that experience. So I think we, we need the perspective of going through this before we can really start making movies about it. Right. That makes sense. Well, then completely, I was have, Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was. I was just. I was thinking that when I, as I was reporting the, as I've been reporting the news, I'm a big fan also of the apocalyptic. You know, uh, for for what even even if it's if it's not necessarily apocalyptic, but maybe the 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 darker future, the the Blade Runners, the Mad Maxes, all these kinds of things. But as we've been going through this, I'm like, I don't want to see any of those right now because <laughs> this has been. It feels like that. It feels like that kind of end of the world type of thing. And you're like, I, I'd kind of like to see something a little bit more. I mean, right now I'm watching She-Ra. I mean, that's, that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Watch the stuff that, that, that continues to propel you towards making the world a better place. Yes. And honestly, if you can sit through an apocalyptic movie, like that is typically the, the, the message that they leave you with. It's just, it, it hurts on the journey to get there right now. Yeah. I, I, just speaking from, for me, <laughs> we're already hurting enough. Like, can I fast forward to the end? Yes, exactly. Can we get to that point now? Can we just flip to the end? Like, you know, the end of the stand where, Oh, look, everyone's yeah. okay now. <laughs> but you know, at the end of each of those films, humanity triumphs. Yeah. And so that, and day by day, I am reminded of just how good and how crappy humans can be <laughs> and finding people um, who, who just surprise you in all of the most random places. I got a text yesterday morning from a friend who I haven't talked to in a while. And it was just out of the blue, but it was exactly what I needed. Um, and so just remembering that there, there are things that we can look forward to. We're not, this is not, we don't have to stay stuck in the same phase that we've been in since March of fear and um, just being depressed all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, that is still a reality of ours. It has, COVID has not gone away, but now that we've absorbed some of that shock, we can start to build things back into our lives that, that bring us joy and, you know start maybe having dinners with our families again yeah. being a little bit closer than we once were and reminding ourselves of what, what we all get out of bed every day for. Yeah. I finally got to see my family for mother's day and it was, 
Oh, it was phenomenal. Finally to get out of the house and actually see my, my family again. It was pretty phenomenal. Um, and there's good news for you. Can we, can we talk about this? That your, your new position? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes we can. Oh, good. I didn't know if it, I, I, of course I couldn't be a secret. I mean, no. Brand, Brandy McDonald had, uh, had, had it on the, you know, in the Oklahoma. So I'm guessing it's not a secret. It's not a secret at all. No. Um, I'm taking over in July from Lance McDaniel as executive director in the midst of all of this. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the first news first came out, I was like, oh, well, that's great. Oh, nothing will happen to interrupt any of this. And then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we started the year really strong. We were like, it's our 20th anniversary. Yes, we're going to, we're going to party. And we're, we're kind of back to that now, Michael. I don't know if you can tell from my voice. We're still in that mode. We, mm. we took a little bit for a while, but I think it was, it was necessary to, like, we had to face reality and, and know that, you know, sadly, some of the things we really wanted to do to celebrate weren't going to happen this year, but mm-hmm. we're also going to be able to celebrate on a global scale. And the benefits of an online film festival are you're not tied to where you are. And that, that's bad for for a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. it's also good for a lot of reasons. Um, Lance had a film in a festival a couple weeks ago, and 1,300 people saw his short film. Whereas wow. in a normal year at Dead Center, that would maybe be, I'd say, 300 people total. Yeah. As many people as you can fit in that theater. Unfortunately, it's, it's a yeah. limited space. Yeah, and then you have the second screening, and you cram as many people in as you can, and then, then you're done. And if you didn't catch it, then you have to wait for it to be on at the next festival or online. And so this is, this is a really great way for filmmakers to, to access our audience that we've cultivated over the years who trust us to bring them quality programming. But also, there's a lot of new people coming in. Yeah. People are curious about what we're doing. We're one of the first wave of festivals kind of out of the gate with a reconcepted festival. So we've got, we've got people watching us, and we're not going to let them down. That's awesome. And Alex, you, uh, you... But, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to go back to Lance uh-huh. because he has been with the festival for over 10 years now. And I have worked with him as a volunteer on the festival since 2006. And so he leaves just giant shoes to be filled. And it, it is such an honor to, to be the one to kind of be <laughs> not only ordained by him, but our board to fill those shoes, especially <laughs> this year. Uh, and we're going to miss him. I, I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> yeah, there were there were two major announcements this this year over uh, Dead Center, and 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 first of one was yeah. was that he Lance was leaving, and it almost broke yep. my heart because I was like, you can't mm-hmm. he, but it's Lance. <laughs> I mean, that's Dead Center. Yeah. Lance Lance equals Dead Center yeah. in, in a lot of people's eyes, and you know he'll still be around, Lance. Lance equals Oklahoma City. Lance equals Oklahoma. And Lance equals Lance. Like, if you know him, you just, you know he's a presence that's never going to go away. And the gifts that he's given the festival are mm-hmm. far more than we could ever repay. Uh, so the least I can try and do <laughs> is, is make him proud. Uh, and he has been such a, a champion of mine over the years. He's been an incredible mentor. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful to him. And I'm sad that we're not able to, to send him out in the way that we initially thought we were going to. Yeah. Um, 
but if there's any way to send him out, it's taking everything that we've built over the past 10 years and turning it into something new. We've been working in the technology space for a couple of years now. And so that became the easiest part to shift. And I, I think this is a really nice culmination of his creativity, his hard work, and his openness to include everyone. Uh, yeah. So it, it's going to be fitting, even if it weren't the, the big celebration we thought it was going to be. Well, and I was really excited to hear that you were taking over the, the job as I tried to explain to my wife that you, and for people who don't know, you just started volunteering because you loved Dead Center. That's how you yes. got started there. <laughs> yes. My first year, I was talked into it um, by someone. <laughs> I'm like, you should really go volunteer. And I volunteered on special events. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the best thing I've ever done and probably one of the worst mistakes I've ever done at the same time because it just I met a bunch of people who were passionate and I would say at that point they liked the movies they loved the people mm-hmm. and once you get sucked into that once that becomes your community you, you don't want to leave and so I didn't I wanted to come back year after year and then Next thing I know, I'm taking off work from my real job to go play with these kids in June. And it's like the thing I look forward to every summer. And then everybody's taking off work for Dead Center because they realize you can't party hard on a Thursday and go into work <laughs> on Friday and show up for films on Friday night. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of just I hung around and was so blessed that they saw a lot of value in me and wanted to bring me in on the team. And it, it is, when I say Dead Center family, I really do mean it. Yeah. We, we are a family, and that extends to people who attend the festival. Like, it's it's the Oklahoma, it's, it's a standard, but it's also just kind of a thing. Like, yeah. hi, did you eat yet? Can I get you something? <laughs> that hospitality just doesn't leave you just because. And it, it's hovered over Dead Center for, for 20 years, and we have... A lot of that we have to thank uh, Melissa Scaramucci, Kathy Porch, Justin, Jason, uh, Jason Floyd for for creating that foundation yeah. of let's get together, let's watch the movies, let's drink some beer, and let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah, um, that's that's still there. This year, you may have to drink the beer in the comfort of your own home, uh, yes. <laughs> but we can still watch movies together and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it, it's still about celebrating. Filmmaking and and especially it's about celebrating independent filmmaking, which you know needs yeah. right now your help more than any time ever. Yes, uh, it's, they're they're just a spectacular group of individuals and teams of creative people who have lost their the thing that they were looking forward to mm-hmm. um, as the payoff for all their hard work. So we're we're, we're privileged to be able to help bring their hard work to the forefront, even just for a little bit. So go back over what people need to know so they can get ready for the film festival. Yes. So June 11th through 21st, you'll want to pay particular attention to June 11th through 14th, because that's when a lot of the active programming will be happening. And then you've got the other days to catch up. Deadcenterfilm.org. That's D-E-A-D-C-E-N-T-E-R. FILM.org, or you can just Google Dead Center and we'll pop up. Um, we've got stuff going. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. So find us there, follow us there. We're doing some fun stuff on the platforms that we haven't done before. 
uh, passes are $100, and they really get your whole entire household access to the festival. If you're wanting to, to experience the festival on your own, like me and my spouse are two totally different people, and I don't want to sit through the films that he wants to sit through. So we might have two passes. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can watch one while he's watching another. Um, you do that. <laughs> you, you, you can do that, too. Um, or if you find a film that you like, you can you can rent it for a, a ten dollar contribution to Dead Center. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps support us as well. So everything will be on social. Everything's digital, which makes it really easy to point yeah. people places. Uh, the website and social media are going to be where you find all of the updates, especially as things get tweaked day to day, or we may have another really awesome brainstorm about something that we're going to throw together and. and put out into the world. Um, the, the benefit of a, a virtual space is it's a lot easier to, to create those things in kind of its own capsule. So we may, we may have some pop-up things that we still don't know of yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, you did, open, we're open to it. Yeah. And it's, we're, I was telling, I was telling my wife, you know, we're, 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 although COVID-19 is a horrible thing and they would having to be closed up, but we are also kind of blessed to be living in a world where we're not, literally like it's not the eighties where we would have to just be shut in our houses with nothing with our Coleco, you know, football game. Um, we actually can watch Netflix and we can call Mm -hmm. our friends and we can FaceTime and we can zoom and we can do all these things that just even 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. We we're so fortunate to have the infrastructure and, you know, when we were first talking about moving the festival online, we had an idea of how we were going to do it, but I'm going to call it our MacGyver idea because we had a lot of different resources that we were going to duct tape together and make it look pretty and it would have worked and it would have been great. But at the same time, there were other festivals working on solutions and companies that we've worked with in the past to present our festival that were also working on the solution. And so they were very, with, with their effort and their thinking and their focus, we're able to create something that makes it a much more streamlined process, makes it a lot easier for the person on the end of the computer or the television or the cell phone to, to see it so we didn't have to do all of that other work to make it feel like this quasi-clunky but streamless thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's just streamless and pretty and, and, and great. And we couldn't even have done that five years ago. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're lucky that film is a medium that, that translates really well online. We're lucky we have the tools to do that. And now people have been doing it for a couple months, so that learning curve is a little less steep for us to try and reach those audiences. It's, it's built into what they're already doing. Okay. And only through about three weeks, three weeks away. So yeah, <laughs> we're all excited about this. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Alex. We're, we're very excited. And we'll look forward to seeing Dead Center Film Festival starting June 6th. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, Michael. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe and rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Alex Picard Davis, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.